Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Horror on the Orient Express, one of the best ever written. It will be, I will be your GM, and this is episode 90, which is, my God, got to 90. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Dear Margaret, if you are receiving this letter, I have unfortunately passed on. I am preparing this in the event that I do not make it through the events to come, since you deserve to know the truth of what has happened to me. Our trip on the Orient Express has been a pleasant one, and it pains me that I now must regret my decision to come. After our stop in Budapest, we got back on the train, and I, along with my fellow passenger Riley Duquesne, discovered that some of our shirts were missing. This was odd, given the class of the staff. Shrugging it off as a mistake, we went to dinner where we found that our host, John Milton, had fallen ill. Riley and I went to check on him, and it appeared to be running a, he appeared to be running a serious fever. After assuring us everything was fine, we went to bed. That's when I had a weird dream, where some of my fellow contest winners and myself were drinking a strange wine. Our drinking was interrupted by a shadowy figure. After waking suddenly, I noticed that the train had stopped moving. Everyone got up and looked around, and we discovered that we had been severed from the rest of the train in a foggy forest. I walked ahead into the fog to look for the rest of the train, but I felt so isolated that I turned back in fear. On returning to the train, I heard a scream from Riley. I rushed into the train and found that he was cowering in front of a set of connecting rooms that both contained the results of horrific murders. The doors were locked and the windows were open. Riley pointed out that outside was one of our missing shirts, covered in blood. I marched straight to Rene to locate where his keys were, and on telling everyone the news of the deaths, Antonio was very nervous. I confronted him, but so far I haven't gotten more information. We have gone outside to look at the shirt, and it wasn't mine. It was Riley's. We are trapped here in the woods with a killer, and I hope that I get to see you again. If I don't, I hope this letter finds its way to you. Ever yours, George. Excellent. All right. So as we left, you guys have stepped out of the train and you are walking over to where the uh, the bloody shirt is. Uh, the temperature is not particularly warm or cold. Uh, there's no breeze. There is fog. You can barely see the tree line, but you can definitely see the the shirt lying there on the ground. Okay, Karen, Karen will probably be one of the last to arrive at the shirt because we've come from two ends of the train. She's looking around and it's been a bit of time since we were first outside. Has the light increased? Is there a dawn chorus of any kind? There is, there is nothing. It remains dim and you don't hear any noises whatsoever from the forest. She's kind of picking at her teeth, and uh, she says, uh, there's a plaque. It's not normal. Metusen de Verlin. In fact, I don't, I don't think plaque. I don't think anything about this is normal. Now, Riley, I... Uh... Uh, do you uh, this this shirt does not appear to be mine do you uh 
Yeah, it, it, it seems like it, it could be one of mine. It's the same brand, at least, and size. Now, it, it didn't fall, fall too far from, from the train, so whoever threw it out had thrown it out after we already had stopped. Well, now, what, what worries me as well is this is only one shirt. Yours is still missing, which means he could be planning to do yet another. I, I don't know. I mean, he, she, we don't know. I mean, whoever they are, they they have keys. They they had taken, they had access to our rooms to take our shirts to begin with, and I don't know. They could be anywhere by now. Who's who's with? Uh, are we all together now? Mm-hmm. Near the shirt? Yeah. Okay. Um. So uh, I I said it to Renee. I said Renee. I mean, you're you're. I'd say you're you're the one in charge. You know, you're you're the you work for the for the the Orient Express, and and uh, there's no other staff here, and, and we got all these people. What what do you think we should do? Well, Monsieur, I I am at a loss. Uh, perhaps somebody will come and find us. I'm sure. Wherever the rest of the train has gone, they will be wondering where we are. If we are somewhere in uh, Serbia, Bulgaria, they will eventually come to find us, no? We have plenty Um, of food. Yes, but until the authorities arrive, we must do something. Is there any footsteps, other than obviously the ones we've made ourselves, that maybe like land out the window near the shirt or kind of lead off in a certain direction or no. in, in the snow? No, no. There's like there's no there's no footsteps. But now what do the rest of you all think about that um that fella Antonio when he's been real quiet. I think he's hiding something. Perhaps. Riley do a uh an idea roll. I may have brought this up in the last one, but I'll do it again. I got a 17, which um, is just, just, um, it's a hard. Okay. From the location of the shirt, your guess is whoever was in that room threw the shirt out the window. It's not right below the window. You could sort of imagine a, parabolic trajectory and it landing right where it did if it was thrown out the window. Okay. So it was thrown. Um, obviously, and as I think we worked this out in the last episode, um, they, they must have thrown the shirt once the train had stopped. The, tra- yeah, the it's, shirt. It's straight out the window. Yeah. So if it, it would have been left. So the, mur- the murderer is either still on the train or has has gone off on foot because they've already they connect the the train had been disconnected before the shirt was thrown. Did I, did I ask if the uh, arms were were they severed cleanly, like from a knife? On the bodies inside. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know how cleanly. Uh, they well, definitely. The doctor's with us, isn't he? Is the doctor with you? No, he's not with us out here. Oh, he didn't come out. Okay, yeah. right. Because he was with he was with um, 
he was with Gary, John, and me in the room when we left. You didn't really do that close of an examination, but right. they weren't they weren't torn off. They were definitely right. cut off with something. Right. Um, I'm gonna. I've spent a few months just looking at the four, the other four with me, and um, Renee, uh, perhaps. If you'd go back to the other passengers and please ensure that they stay in the lounge car for the moment. Uh, and I think until the authorities come, I think you should definitely follow Mr. Tucker's suggestion that everybody stays there together. And uh, perhaps we five can look into this a little more and see what we can do before the authorities arrive. Would that work for you? Uh, we miss you. But before... Bef oh, sorry, Madame. But before that can happen, uh, you see a number of the passengers coming out uh, the back door, the one that's actually closer to you. Right. Uh, it looks like um, uh, uh, Marissa O'Connor and Wanda Ziegler, her girlfriend, and the plastic surgeon, and uh, that's Fabian White, White Weiss. And uh, uh, Auntine Chantel's man, uh, Monsieur uh, Guillemet, uh, they're, they're, st they're coming down this little stairs and stepping out of the train and talking to one another. Um, one of them has a flashlight. Two of them have flashlights, in fact. Uh, and they seem to be chatting amongst themselves. It looks like they're getting ready to go somewhere. Now, now, where do y'all think that you're going? Um, the uh, 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 Antine's uh, boyfriend, uh, Henry uh, Guillemet, he says, uh, we have decided we would like to walk along the train. There is the tunnel. We are going to see what's on the other side of the tunnel. And he's supposed to be French, not German, but Okay. Now, I, I, what do you what do you hope to find on the other side of the tunnel? We want to we want to figure out where we are. Perhaps there's a village on the other side. Well, I don't know, but what I do know is that there is somebody around here who has killed two people. Oh, we know, but we are together. We will protect one another. What if uh, the killer is amongst your group? I don't think he would strike with us all here. I don't know. There were he's, two individuals in a connected room, and he had killed both of them. And all of us on the train. Uh, nevertheless, we are tired of waiting around. We want to find something. Uh, some of the others have agreed as well. Uh, Monsieur, uh, Monsieur Griffin, uh, Monsieur Feber, and Monsieur Gonzaga. They are going in the other direction. Oh, Let's see what they can find. That was Ass Ratchet split everybody up. That was Griffin, Gonzago, and who? Uh, Lars Faber, the the guy who knows the uh, everything about trains. And now you're just going to wander off into a dark tunnel where there's a murderer waiting somewhere. You don't know who's armed. You're not. And that well, that's just that that's your plan. The doctor's okay. armed. <laughs> well, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Monsieur. Yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the doctor's armed. 
Monsieur uh, Abeya, Abeya, I believe is his name, uh, uh, Chantil Antin, uh, Mark Wilson, and Enzo Banuelas, they are staying on the train. Is Antonio's with the people on the train? Yes. Okay. Oh, and Monsieur uh, Milton, he's staying with him on the train. He is ill. Mm. All right, maybe we should check in on, on Mr. Milton and try to convince the rest of the people who on the train that they need to stay put. Okay. What, what do we do with the shirt? I don't know. Leave it. What are we supposed to do with it? When the authorities arrive, they're going to want all the evidence where it is. Yeah, but sh should we get it out? Of, oh, true. I just, you know, get it out of the snow or, you know. Is there snow? There's no snow. Okay. Um, right. Well, Monsieur uh, uh, Rene says, uh, he turns to the rest of you, uh, turning his back a little bit to Riley and saying, uh, Monsieur Duquesne, we must inform you that you are the most likely suspect at the moment. And, and w what gives you that impression, Rene? And he points down to the bloody shirt. <laughs> ah, but we already told you somebody stole our shirt, and you told us the only person who could have done that has keys. And whoever did this, these murders had keys, sir. We, oui, Monsieur, but your rooms are connected, are they not? I know. No, no, mine and Riley's are not connected. Yeah. I'm with Gary. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, he says, well, monsieur, I, I do not know. As I say, I, 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 forgive me, monsieur Riley, I'm not accusing you. I am simply saying that at the moment you are the most likely. And that's why nobody's uh, going off alone. We don't. I disagree. I, I think the most likely is the person who's got a knife in their pocket. Well, whoever, I mean, if, if he's the only one who comes back, back from the, uh, the tunnel, then I guess we'll get a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw those bodies, Renee. They were cut up. The only person here with a knife. We oui, monsieur, anybody could have a knife, and it's not illegal to have a knife. Yeah, but the only person here with a knife is the doctor. Oh, he's a doctor. Yes, of course. Ladies, ladies, gentlemen, madame, messieurs, uh, there is obviously much to be discussed here before we really... Now, the other groups are gone. on their way, yeah. Oh, they're already gone. They're, they're yeah, not they're gone, they're, all gone. They're, they're going. <clears throat> I so, think we need to uh, go check on the, as you said, Mr. Milton, and, and see how what his illness is and see if it's anything similar as, uh, as our hosts. Um, who, who's obviously now passed on, um, and then work out, I guess maybe, I don't want to split up our group, but uh, follow the other groups. and, and I, I don't, I'm not sure how, how smart of an idea that is. I mean, I, I want to ways down the track that there's nothing. Mm. Well, I know, I agree, I agree. I'm not sure well, we what need to, need to find. I think we, well, I mean, is it is it possible for us to search people's rooms 
I think that we should go, we should definitely search some rooms and we should definitely arm ourselves. I believe that I, there's some crowbars, hammers, and axe. I think we should get a hold of those and search, search the train and have Renee watch the other people, make sure they don't get the crazy notion to go wander off too. But I don't think, I think we should always uh, have someone with us though. I don't think anyone should go off on their own. Uh, Rene pipes up and says, Monsieur, I, of course, I cannot authorize searching the people's rooms. Uh, even, even if this were a police matter, even if they were here to search people's private things, is I believe it's illegal, Monsieur. I, I don't really care if it's illegal or not at this point. So but we of, need but to of know course, who... you are right. We are, we are stuck here with a murderer. Perhaps. And the sooner we know who it is, the safer we can all be when we take care of it. But right now, we just don't know enough information. Well, my place is on the train. This is what I know. I will make no, sure no. you are all fed and taken care of in that, ma that, that manner. I appreciate that. I just hope you like French cooking. <laughs> so he begins to go back towards the train. What are you guys going to do? Can I clarify something? The um, I'll do this in character, unless I'm just misremembering something. Somebody said there were two dead bodies? I thought, right. I thought there was one. No, there's two. two. Who's the second? John yeah. Walters and uh, Giuseppe Roti are dead. And uh, what John, happened to John Walters? I thought we just found the blood in his room. No, John Walters is dead, and Giuseppe Roti is killed. And one of them was lying in their bed. Um, stabbed missing, and the other one's got a right arm missing. Yeah, uh, right. Karen seems a little bit relieved now that we're on our own, as it were, because um, she's not wanting to say anything in front of anybody at the moment. Um, and she says, Yeah, I think we should conduct a search while they're off out doing their thing. Regardless, well, I'm sure Renee will A, understand, and B, won't stop us. And this will allow us to get some more information. Because to be quite honest, the only thing we really know is that there are two men dead. One's got a left arm missing. One's got a right arm missing. They were in, a, 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 in, in a adjoining rooms. And the other thing that's common about them, other than being passengers on the train, they're also winners of the essay contest. Would, no, one of them was the host, wasn't he? Nope. No, no, the host is sick right now. Are both um, essay winners. Uh, now, how many? That, that's an interesting point. Who? What other essay winners are, are besides us five? We've got Mr. Highfield with us, Lars Farber, who's gone off with that group over there. Got Mr. Rutherford, of course. Uh, Mr. Bunelas. Uh, Yes. Buenuelos, yes. Yes. George Tucker here. Uh, Mr. Roti, deceased. Myself. John Walters, deceased. deceased. Riley Duquesne, Mr. Duquesne. Oscar Griffin, who's gone off with the other group. Fausto Gonzago. The big fat guy. The big fat guy. And Antonio Abella. And I'm thinking that perhaps we could perhaps follow up a little bit with Mr. Antonio Abella, who has obviously 
given some concern to Mr. Tucker, but we should do that as we go through these building, uh, through these rooms. Um, I don't know where to start. I am fancying the rooms of John Milton and Lars Farber as first, because those are the rooms either side of the uh, murder victims. Whose room were we in when we looked out the window? That the uh, that, that was uh, was that John Walter's room? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, there were the two rooms, the two bloody rooms, and it was the room next to them. G eight and G nine. Oh, you were? Did you go into Lars's room? We yeah, I think we went into yeah. one of the rooms to look out the window, so we didn't have right. to step over the blood. Okay, G seven is Lars's room. Uh, okay, that's, so, so it's right next to Giuseppe Rotis and, and John Walters. Well, that door's open. <laughs> and I also wonder, you, you mentioned that you saw something of the, uh, of the, of the bodies. Uh, the arms were missing with precision. He wasn't able, you, you didn't look that close. Then mm. we it could have been sawed off. You know. I think we need to go. I didn't get that, that close to the bodies, yeah. Then I suggest a search of the train starting at that end, G10, G10, 9, 8, and 7 to start with. Now, would it be worth looking through the um, the luggage cars? Perhaps, but I think the crime scene is probably the best place to start, and then either side of Luggage it. car, I'm assuming, would be locked anyway. I mean, oh, well, we've already proved that they had keys. Now, we, we have, as I mentioned before, there is an axe on board. Yeah. We've got a crowbar. An axe that I think that we should be the ones who obtain. Okay. So you guys are going to go back on the train? Okay. Yeah. Um, when you go back on, tell me where you're going. Are you going to go back through the salon restaurant and then to the rooms or are you just going to go right back up to the rooms because you could go the back end of the train yeah we'll go I, I, i'd suggest back yeah okay so you go up the back end of the train you're going between the foregone and the room so the first room is would be john milton's room yeah and we'd force that door open so that is open um do we want to search this room? Well, now, do you know if he's in there or not? Now, I, I, I remember... Yeah, because we, forced, we forced the door. Uh, yeah, actually, he hasn't even been back to his room okay. since all this started. He's up in the he's up in the salon with the people. Now, they were saying that he was sick, so we, we should definitely go check to see if he's okay after we finish our, our search here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you don't have to force his. You, you've already forced it open once, so it's it's not. He has he doesn't even know that you forced it yet. Yeah, originally. Um, when you look in there, it looks pretty much exactly this the way it was, you know, twenty minutes ago when you when you looked in here. He's got his stuff setting around, and uh, his clothes are hung up, and uh, it it looks just like some guy's room. He, he keeps it neat because he's, and he's got nice things. Is there any, um, like, like cups or glasses or anything where he might have drunken out of 
like on the bedside table thing or anything like that or yeah it looks like he's got access to liquor uh okay. maybe there's a tumbler that he used um can i um go and smell like a glass that looks like you might have been using that one see if i can smell anything other than the the standard alcohol or yeah uh go ahead into a we really need like perception in this, don't we? So, yeah, we'll we'll say well, either either spot hidden or spot hidden. That's really what yep. you're doing, isn't it? You're trying to smell hidden. <laughs> okay, I got a fifty-six, which is a pass, just a normal pass. Okay, it smells like uh, like a fine whiskey. Okay, the remnants of you know maybe mm -hmm. Lagavulin or. Uh, Rooms okay. are pretty small, so Karen's probably out by the door, sort of like on the corridor side, partway right. on the corridor, looking in. Are there any drawers or suitcases or any? In other words, just not the obvious stuff that's out. Just well, most of you put your suitcases in the foregone. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have hand luggage, and he has just a little pack you know, that probably has shaving equipment and, and stuff like that for whatever he needs, you know, toothbrush and, and stuff like that. Okay. I'll search the room. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to look under the mattress and stuff. Somebody's got to do yeah. something. <laughs> um, I'm going to lift up the pillows, maybe to push the, 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 um, the mattress aside. I don't mm. know what I'm looking for. Maybe I'm looking for a murder weapon. Maybe I'm looking for bloodstains and an extra shirt that doesn't belong. Go through his... I'm going to take a look around. I'm looking for anything that might give some indication that he did anything other than be in his room being sick. Okay. Do us... I'm going to allow two people in the room because that's really that's about all that can fit in there. So is it is it you and, and Riley? You can both do spot hits. Well, I mean, I'd check the glass, so yeah, I guess I'd be in there. Yeah. 54, which is a regular. I've got a 60, which is a regular. Okay. That's literally on my, yeah. All right, so you guys are looking around, and uh, at first you don't find much, but then um, Karen, you've decided to look under the bed. And uh, when you look under the bed, you're not quite sure, but it looks like there's some sort of marks on the floor under the bed. They're, they look like they're done in red, like maybe red chalk. Really? Yeah. Uh, flashlight someone? Okay. Take a so, closer look. Yeah. Um, can I, I also relay that there's some red marks under here. Okay, uh, can I use the, the flashlight on my phone? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I just bring that up and, and shine that over. It looks like there is some sort of a figure that's been drawn under the bed. Not large, kind of, you know, about this big. Uh, it looks like a body. But, I mean, like somebody drew... Not a stick figure, but kind of a loose sort of mm. body shape under the bed. 
like the classic outline of a body that police do? Yeah, except much smaller. Oh, you yeah. know, only only small. Does it have both its arms? It's a complete body. Yeah, okay. legs, arms, feet, and head. You got a you got a cell phone there? Take a shot of that. Um. Uh, yeah. So I'd take a take a snapshot with flash, now, so I can get it. You can tell that from where it's drawn, somebody would have had to have either climbed kind of under the bed or lifted the bed up because I think the beds do fold into the wall. Yeah, they, they fold into um, the wall. Yeah. But you don't know. The bed doesn't look like it's been folded up recently. Okay. So it could have been there underneath. Uh, Why? Uh, you have no idea. I'm would there be... Um, sorry, I didn't make, but would there be a possibility if someone was hiding under his bed? Well, not now. There, there's really not enough room to hide under the person's bed. But, okay, okay. Um, you could put maybe some small luggage under there, but there isn't any luggage under there. Okay. And as much as I, I don't like this, I want to go back to check for uh, um, those symbols under all of the beds, including the the rooms where the murders occurred. Okay. Now, they've been, we'll just say that they've been partially cleaned up a little. Because, you know, well, I don't know. I guess I guess they really haven't had a chance, but maybe yeah, the doctor. Do What's that? Right. I'm like, who would clean it up? Well, maybe the doctor pulled the sheets off and, you know, covered it up. Um, but, okay, you go, which one do you go to, Walter? The one right next door, which is John Walter's? Yes. Okay. Um, let's say in both cases, since Walters actually never got out of the bed and was wrapped up, uh, uh, that uh, Roti, that the doctor kind of wrapped him up in the sheets and pushed him back up into the bed so that you guys have some access to whatever you're doing. I don't know. Otherwise, there's going to be blood everywhere, and that just doesn't make that makes it kind of messy. All right. Um, George, you go into uh, John Walter's room, mm -hmm. and when you, without getting blood on you, get down on your hands and knees, you do see that there's a mark under his bed. All right, same thing, flashlight. Is it similar? What it is, is it's about the same size as the other one, but it is... It is a right arm. Oh. I'm going to go check the other room for a left arm. And in Roti's, it's a left arm. I, I'm going to go check my room. <laughs> okay. Do a sanity roll, because I think you're scared. Yeah, that's a little, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. And that is a 97. Okay. Uh, I, you lose one point. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't like this. Um, you run to your room. You, you get down on your hands and knees, and you look under your bed, and there's no mark under your bed. I, um, I saw George run off, so I chased off after him like he's in okay, because he seemed a bit scared and white-faced. I, I, so I, I, I don't. 
Oma. I, I ch check under your bed. Oh, okay, and I go and check under my bed. There's nothing under your bed. There's, oh. there's nothing here. You know, I I I failed miserably, um, but I that was for an occult role um, based on what I'm hearing and Karen's background. So I will go and check my bed. Okay. Sleep. Nothing. Bed. Nothing. Okay. Then I'm going to go back to Milton's room, and I've got to, I've got to take another look here. There's there's total this this is totally peculiar. Um, Will somebody assist me in lifting the bed up? Or is it easy? It's fairly easy. Okay. Would Even with a body on it? No, I'm no, Milton's room, room, she said. All right. Yeah. Um, that was just a regular pass, 62 out of 65. Okay. That's, that's all there is. There is. There is a mark on the floor. That's it. I don't know. He he gets sick. That there's just a picture of a whole body there. The the other two are dismembered. The arms are missing, and those those arms are drawn underneath it. I, this, what kind of psychopath is? I I I'm gonna sit down for a second. I'm gonna just stare out at the wall. Okay. One of them's got an uh, the left arm. The other one's got the right arm. And then why does why is there a full body on the last one? What does that imply? That his whole body's going to be taken. Uh, it, it was plain. They must have thought this through. I, I can't. What about I, the other the rooms that are, are next to them? Are they going to have two legs and a head? You're looking about Faber and Henri. Well, that'd be Henri and Chantel's pair of rooms. Uh, when you get to. Uh, Henri, well, when you get to Henri, the door is locked. Um, and if, are you going to try to pry it or? Uh, John's got the crossbow, uh, the crossbow. Um, John's got the, uh, the crowbar. All right. Well, when you start, when you start to fiddle with it a little bit, uh, the other door, Chantalantine's door opens and, and she looks out and she's like, what, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, uh, have you not been informed? Oh, no, 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 no. I know about that, but uh, Henry, he went off with them. Uh, I came back to my room to be safe. Uh, oh. I, 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 I see. Um, uh, could, could, could you do a favor for me for a second? Oui. Can, can, could you just lift your bed up, please? Oh, oui, monsieur. And she says, I do not know why, but okay. And she, and she lifts it up. There's nothing under her bed. It, does she have a connecting room to the locked room? Through the bathroom, yeah. She she has one to uh, Henri, yeah, Henry. Um, I don't think is, you is, can open it up. Oh, well, if it's sure. unlocked, it could be. We could try. It means we she don't says, have to well, do Yeah, if you, if you need to look, yeah, oui, monsieur. And she opens the door up for you to look inside. And, and so we keep, we're into, her room, into his room. Right. Okay, um, I lift up the bed and check. Do a spot hidden. Okay. Come on. Ah, uh, fifty-four. It's pass. Just, uh, just a normal. You don't see anything. Okay. 
There's nothing here, guys. I love doing that. <laughs> mind games from Tom here. Um, I, okay, I, I think that I don't. I, I want to get into the the foregone and start trying to find the anybody who brought chalk with them. Um, take a lot of time. <laughs> uh, I want to know where everybody is, especially Gary and John. What are you guys doing? Yep. I believe we are in um, carriage G. Oh, so you're still back there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I certainly am. I'm, I'm working my way down the cabins. Okay. Ooh, like to also be in Arcana. I would also like to be in G, and I wanted to follow up on what I was asking before about uh, if I could see how the arms were removed. Okay. Um, when you look closer, uh, it's, it's really gruesome. Um, you're guessing that they were sawed off. There's enough ragged skin. But the bone looks like it's been sl- it's been sawed through. There's little bits of fragment. Is it is it a clean saw or does it look like somebody like it's just gone to town and just? No, it looks like it was probably done after the person was murdered. I guess what I mean is, does it look like somebody just sat there and went straight through, or does it look like they were like hacking at it with the saw and? No, they went straight through. Okay. It's it's cut off right right through here. Okay. I don't know which of those options is the more frightening. Yeah. So either either you know a maniac hacking at it or um, someone doing it very coldly and clinically. Not not only that, but I'm thinking they're they're not worried about being discovered either. If you're just going to take your time and just do a nice clean saw cut you're not really worried about time if they if they threw the uh the 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 shirt out and it landed there we know that the train wasn't moving when they threw the shirt out yeah um that whole thing that i don't understand that though that doesn't make any sense to me no, because you'd think they'd do it, if they were going to do it, they'd do it while the train was moving, so they had the sound of the train to cover up the noise of what they were doing. Not only that, but even, I mean, if, I mean, as I look around the room, it's a bloody mess, right? There's blood pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking he's got blood all over him, not just, or her, not just on the shirt. So it's almost like I don't understand the whole shirt connection because oh, wait, let me go murder this guy, but let me change my shirt first. Has anyone, on it, let me just toss the shirt out the window. Has anyone inspected the bathroom? The connecting shirt. bathroom in those rooms? I think I did. Yeah, there was nothing there. No no blood? or No blood. No, nothing was tracked so, through the... On their room, there's no bathroom. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Oh. It's just a connecting door. No, there. It's a connecting bathroom, isn't it? No, just between Walters and Roti. It's just a wall. Oh, okay. 
Did anybody check Laws's room? You'd yes. been in there. You've been in there, but oh, you haven't checked it thoroughly. Has anybody been into Antonio's room? We haven't got that. Well, I certainly haven't got down there. Going down the G, G carries first. Uh, Antonio's not until F1. He's the last one. Way at the end. Another thing we got to keep in mind is uh, somewhere on this train, we're going to find two uh, two arms. That'd be a pretty hard thing to to, I, I, to hide. I don't, I don't really want. I, I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, uh, from outside the train, you hear some commotion. Okay, and it seems to be coming from the back, just outside where you came in, and uh, yeah, the four of them, Wanda, Marisa, Fa uh, Fabian, and Henri, uh, they come back up into the train, where, right where you guys did. And uh, Henry is like, we cannot explain what we have found, but uh, the, tri the tunnel is not a tunnel. Uh, wh what do you mean it's not a tunnel? We followed it, it went in about 100 feet, or meters, not meters, but feet. They would have said meters, but I don't know why meters to feet. Um, about a hundred feet, and uh, it stops. There's a brick wall. Uh, um, I, 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 th th this is a weird question. Was there any drawings on, on it? We did not see any drawings. We were not looking. We were flabbergasted by the... It's a wall. I, I, the tracks, they go right into the wall. Did the, the bricks look uh, new or old? or They look old. They look like bricks. I'm going to reach over <laughs> real hard and pinch Gary. <laughs> he doesn't wake up. Ow! Or rather, he's already awake. <laughs> what the hell did, did you, you do that for? Did you feel that? Are you are you dreaming? I I, I don't feel like I'm dreaming. Are you dreaming? We can't be having the same dream. I don't, I don't dream about trains. I, 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 I'm I'm just saying, I'm going to go look at that in Antonio's room. That's all the way up at the front? Yep. I'll go with him. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a look then, because um, they've got to get past me to get there. Okay. Uh, he was acting suspicious. Okay. Uh, Oxana and Wanda, sorry, not Oxana, Marissa and Wanda can check their, under their beds. Well, let's, let's do this systematically. Obviously, you guys are going to eventually check everybody, but let's, let's do it systematically. So we wanted to go to Antonio's room. Mm -hmm. um, when you get that, and uh, let's just say that uh, uh, Marissa and Oxana uh, I'm sorry, Marissa and Wanda uh, and, and Dr. Weiss, Dr. Weiss and uh, Henry, 
they of course want to know what's going on. Do you guys tell them everything that you found so far? I'm going to vote no. Yeah, I, they. You know, they they didn't stay. What I asked them to stay. I'm still a little upset with them, so I, I'm not going to tell them anything. And I don't want to panic more people than we need to. Okay. So they're going to return to the salon. Uh, well, Henry's not. Henry's going to go in and be with Antine. Because they're, they're a little frightened. Um, uh, Dr. Weiss wants to stay with you. Because he is Dr. Weiss. Uh, so... Uh, He's probably going to ask you questions. You know, what have you found? What do you think is going on? What about the bloody I, shirt? Listen, I, we don't we don't know much about the bloody shirt, but we do know that uh, whoever this murderer was has has a has a knack for art. It would appear. Hmm. What do you That's mean? All, 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 all we've discovered is some chalk drawings under the beds of the two who were murdered, and under the the owners of the train, one under his bed. That is very strange. Some sort of, uh, do you think, serial killer? Some strange... I, I don't know. Good God, we aren't here with a, with a serial killer. All right, so you head up to Antonio Abella, and uh, his door is closed. What do you do? Open it. <laughs> okay. Well, you can also see from where you are you can see into the restaurant, okay, because he's right next to that car. Um, you don't see him in there. Is everybody else in there? Well, uh, it looks like, uh, we'll say Wanda and Marissa are in there, and um, and was it Enzo and... And Mark and, yeah, Enzo and Mark are in there. Uh, but uh, Faustino, Oscar, and Lars are still gone. They were walking. Because um, we, we talked about it. Um, can we assume that me and, uh, well, me and the, well, everyone went and collected the other things like the other crowbar and, and the axe? And sure. Stuff like that. sure. You guys have all those um, things. Of course. So... I've I've got I've got a crowbar now as well, and George, you wanted the axe, right? Yeah, I I have the axe. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we maybe knock knock on the door? Do we want to give the murderer an axe? Hey, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it was his shirt, right? <laughs> was, I don't have really. an axe. No, it was it was my shirt. I got a crowbar, just oh. like you, John. Right. Okay. <laughs> um. I got a hammer. Well, you, see, you said it's saw the murder. Karen doesn't have an axe. We're fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gary, Gary got the sledgehammer. So get to Antonio's door. You can see that he's not in the restaurant. You really can't see into the salon, but you can see he's not in the restaurant. Um, what do you want to do? Knock on his door. Uh, you hear some rustling around in his room for a couple of seconds maybe a little too long and uh uh the door suddenly opens a little bit and uh he looks out and he's like what do you want i 
we, we would just like to, we're following up on, on some other evidence that we found. We're checking all the rooms and it's time that we check yours. He says, I, I don't have anything to do with this. Oh, I, I don't care. Um, while this conversation's going on, I'm sort of standing just off to where the doors open. I'm on the other side of it. And I've just slowly, like suddenly slipped my crowbar into the gap without him seeing. So he won't be able to close the door, the door fully. Okay. He's like, uh, no, what is the meaning of this? Now, we just, we just want to check some areas in your room to see if it correlates with what we found in the, some of the others. I, I have nothing to do with this. And he, he tries to close the door, and it's, it's not, not closing all the way. I don't like your lack of cooperation, and I'm going to try to force my way in. Okay. Like well, it's not that hard. The doors aren't that sturdy, so... Uh, you managed to wrest it out of his hand, and he he backs up and he says, "Get out! Get out of my room! I have my privacy." Uh, so, I'm gonna sorry. just flip this up is the, the act. This is the accent show where we change our <laughs> accents. Well, I, I cannot keep this other thing. It, it goes in and out, and I keep <laughs> yeah. some kind of weird, weird. I don't even know. We're just, uh, just two, we're, two we're, guys. We're guys just, just, we're, well, Three for guys the record, just barged into his room with uh, crowbars and hammers and axes. <laughs> and accents of varying right. types that are kind yeah. of... For the record, he's a right. I will, I will, I will speak to Senior Abella calmly, because obviously bull rushing everything is not really Karen's way. Senior Abella... If you please, a little cooperation, and this. Would be no, 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 no! Stay out of my stuff. All right. Well, I'm I'm flipping up the bed. Uh, why don't you guys do a psychology roll? Mm. And as you flip up the bed, you don't see anything under the bed. He does have a couple little suitcases and things. Psychology. I got a. Spend five luck to make it. Oh, I got. I passed. regular. I passed with a hard. Well, yeah, you don't need. I've got um, 10 psychology and I rolled a five, which is a hard pass. And Ooh. I have a 50 psychology and I <laughs> failed by five. I don't like that. <laughs> That's pretty good, Mick. Uh, I, got, I got a 25 I, out of I 50. know his kind. Um, his mannerisms have magnified. He is now wringing his hands as as you guys are coming into his room. And he looks very nervous. Uh, it's almost as if the sweat on his brow just suddenly pops out because now. he doesn't want you in his room. Can I what, tell, like, what, you know what, when what sometimes... What was the name of that girl who was being stalked? What was her name? Antine Chantel. Chantel. Ah. And I kinda, good thinking, 99. <laughs> what do you know about Antine? He was the one that told me she was a model. That's what does this have to do with anything? Uh, um, so I go to the closest uh, suitcase and I um, and I try to open it. Stop that! Stop! Stay out of my stuff. Um, and uh, Karen's going to just say, "Senor Abella, you've got something to hide. Do you want to just tell us, or shall we find out?" It's like I, I am outraged. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm you just are, going for the suitcase. You are, you are very outraged. And it's gonna happen. Um, Fess up now, or should we just find out? If it's not related to the murder. Everybody do dex rolls. All right. 
Oh, I'm good on that too. Let's have a look. Dex. Yeah, just a regular. Uh, I passed. Uh, I failed. I got a 93. I got a 23. I got a hard pass. <laughs> How about the rest of you? I'm sorry. What were we rolling? Because my, my headphone socket came out. Then. Dex. Karen, what did you get? Uh, I got the hard. Uh, not not hard. A regular 53. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Mick. Uh, failed. Okay. Um, those of you who failed, uh, uh, Antonio uh, immediately shoves you out of the way and uh, leaps for the door and immediately runs back towards your rooms, back in that direction. He's not running into the, into the, the, the restaurant. He's running the, towards the, the back of the train. When he pushed past me, uh-huh. would I be able to, because I've got the crowbar, would I be able to just swing the crowbar? You can swing it, but you didn't hit him. Because uh, I got such a bad well, roll. I, I, with, with my hard decks, can I trip him with the axe? I don't want to hit him. I just want to. Um, I just wanted to just get in his way, to be honest. Okay. That right. If I can't, I'm, I'm getting up and bolting after him, like running. Well, you're, you, I think probably, Zane, you're kind of busy because you were going through his down, stuff. Yeah. You didn't really have time to react to him bolting. Yeah. Um, George, I'll let you have a, 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 a luck roll. He's pretty agile. Oh, five. Oh, So you managed to trip him. So he goes face down onto the ground, but he doesn't try. He doesn't immediately stop. He now starts crawling on his hands. I'm going to just put my boot down on his back. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what I'm going to put my foot on his neck if I can. Let me go, monsieur. Let me go. So I'm getting that that suitcase open. Okay. Um, Zane, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. You you break it open and you start going through his stuff. I've got an O2. Okay. You find his socks, his underwear. You find things like that. Um, uh, you find his wallet. You find uh, um, car keys. You find things like that. Um, but it suddenly occurs to you, why would his wallet be in the suitcase? Can I check it like check the ID and all that sort of stuff? The ID has his picture, but the name on the ID is Angelo Menotti. Angelo Menotti. Um, so I, uh, I I go outside. I take the take the the wallet with me, um, and I go outside to where George and, and Kim uh, Karen have got this guy down on the ground, and I go up to. Um, Go up to where his, you know, where his head is, grab him by the scruff of the hair and lift his head up and show him the image. And I go, you want to start talking? Um, let me go, he says, and he tries to get himself away from you. Okay, I, I slam him, his head into the ground. Like, I, with, I just slam his head into the ground. I'm like, again, you're going to talk? Yeah. Um... We'll say that he's kind of dazed by you doing that. And it would he's hurt. Like, he's like, he's like, all right, all right, all right. I confess. Let me go. Let me go. Confess to what? That I killed him. It it was an opportunity I could not pass up. Who killed who? 
Antonio Abella. What about the other one? No. What Antonio other one? Antonio Abella, who's he pretending to be? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, then why did, if you killed him, why'd you take his place? He says, uh, He says that uh, I uh, stole. I am. Uh, I am a legal assistant. I am not a legal assistant. I'm a banker. I legally. I mean, I. I, I stole a large sum of money from my bank, and uh, I went to my friend uh, Antonio, and uh, when I saw that he had won the contest and had tickets for the Orient Express, I uh, I took the opportunity and I, I killed him. Uh, and I took the tickets and I've impersonated him so I could get out of the country with the money. It's there. You can have it. Just let me go. Some friend. And where is he pointing to? Is pointing he... to another suitcase that's underneath his bed. Uh, Indicate somebody check it. Now, now, while we're doing this, can somebody go run off and see if Renee has any zip ties or anything we can... Um, yeah, I'll go get Renee. Okay. Um, and I fill him in on what we've discovered and stuff. Okay. When you when you find Renee, he's with uh, he's with Milton and uh, I think Enzo. Uh, they're in there. Uh, Mr. Milton is trying to eat some food. Uh, he's looking a little better. Um, Renee is like. Uh, uh, what has happened, Monsieur? I, I could hear some commotion. Uh, well, we uh, decided um, we didn't like the way that Mr. A Antonio was, uh, Abella was uh, acting. He seems somewhat suspicious, so we decided to to check his room, uh, where he he was very he was in there, and he tried to push us out. He tried to escape when we start to look at his luggage. Um, we were able to subdue him while while I was able to open his suitcase and that is when we found this which is his picture but is not his uh his id and we've confronted him about it and he has admitted to killing the real antonio bella um so that he could use the tickets to come and escape on the orange express so we we need uh somewhere we can tie him up and and put him safely away so that uh until authorities come and and, and take take over we oh, monsieur uh what shall we use uh I have yep. uh, zip ties in my <laughs> pocket, or just an emergency. <laughs> um, now, as you're saying this to him, uh, Melton is like, uh, what is wrong with this whole bloody situation? Uh, what is going on on this train? We've got two dead bodies who found a murderer. Also, the, the tunnel is... Uh... It's, yes, it's supposedly these, these not lovely ladies. These lovely ladies have told me that the tunnel goes nowhere. Mm -hmm. This is this is crazy. He seems very upset, but um, well, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, he's like this. Uh, we have to find some way to find somebody, some help. Have uh, the others who went in the other direction, have they returned at all? Have they? Well, we'll say that after a few minutes, they also return. And this yeah. is uh, Faustino, 
Oscar and uh, Lars. Now, Oscar and Lars arrive first. And as they come in, uh, Lars, the German, he's like, uh, there must have been some sort of a washout or uh, a, uh, an, uh, what does he call it, an avalanche? Because uh, we, we walked along the track for maybe uh, half a mile and uh, it came to a cliff and it just, just dropped off. We could not see the bottom. We could not see the other side. Uh, so at this point, I've obviously realized that um, I've left Karen and, and George sitting on top of uh, Antonio. So I say, um, I, I, I'll, I'll be right back. And I take the zip ties from... And Renee, um, go, Renee goes with you. Yeah. And um, so we we, uh, we sufficiently tie up um, Abella. Okay. You know, and um, can we lock him in a bathroom or something like that? Well, so you don't want to use a bathroom. I'd say it's, you, you probably decide to bring, bring him to the salon car. And yeah, so everyone can watch him, yeah. Right. You can even tie him up to something in the salon car. All right. Um, what next? Now, uh, most of the people have now gathered. Antine and, uh, and Henri have rejoined you. We'll just say you're all in the restaurant at this point. Everybody? Right. Uh, yeah. All right, so it would appear that we're blocked off where, where, where the track is, but I I propose that we we look a little into the woods that are around us. Mm. Just a few of us go off, go go look around and see what we can find. Do you really way. think that's a good idea? I mean, I, I really do not, but I don't know what else we're supposed did we, to do. Did we check all the rooms? No. But okay, uh, I, feel, I feel like we here. should, I feel like we should finish doing that because I'm also, we know there's some sort of stalker who's been stalking Chantel. So there might be signs of, of who that is. They but might have. He's not in this part of the train, is she? Well, she is now. We're all in the. We've all gathered together. Um, She's G five. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. I would like. Let's let's assume. I'm, I'm trying to think of the train. Uh, uh, say three of you are facing towards the front of the train. I know it's missing. Okay, but the other two are facing the back of the train. Uh, where you're sitting. Uh, let's just decide it randomly who those two people are looking towards. I'm back. facing the back. Okay. I'll face the back. Why not? Okay. Do so George and Riley do a spot hidden. Um, that's a fail. I pass. Okay. Regular success. Um, George, you're sitting there and you guys are all discussing what you're going to do. And George, as you're sitting there, uh, you notice uh, Renee come out of the kitchen and go down the hall towards the, the sleeper cars. 
And the second you notice that, now you know it's Rene because of the way he's dressed, but you don't actually see his face. And the second that happens, you suddenly turn your head like this, and Rene is here sitting here with you. Uh, I'm going to run after him and also make a sanity check at the same time. Let's go. Oh, one. As okay. soon as George I'm bolts, I'm like, what's going on? So <laughs> I, I chase after him. That wasn't exciting. I rolled an 01 on my sanity. I'm very sad. <laughs> just, just a one. Yeah. It's like, uh. <laughs> um, actually, you don't have, if you passed, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go. Assuming after I chase after him, I notice the person as well. You get about halfway uh, down the uh, down the sleeper car. This is uh, the F F sleeper car, and right ahead of you is uh, what looks like a young man. Uh, he's maybe now that you look at him, he's not as tall as Rene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dressed in the blue and gold. Does he look like the man from my dream? No. Okay. He's walking away from you, and in his hand, he has a little silver tray, and <laughs> there's a glass. There's a glass of wine, and uh, he's walking. And just before you get to him, I mean, he can hear your footfalls. He he immediately turns like this and sort of steps up against the wall so that you can go past him. And he's like, "Pardon, Monsieur." Ah, uh, who? Who are you? <laughs> uh, Monsieur, I am, uh, I am Stuart um, uh, um, Romain. Romain. Uh, I am, I'm the steward of the train. What, what do you mean you're the steward of the train? That's Rene. Rene? I do not know Rene. Where are you going with that glass? I am taking it to Monsieur uh, uh, Gentil. Uh, his, uh, he has requested this. This evening, yes, right down here. Yes, uh, show me. We miss you. Yes. So he goes down the uh, down. Maybe Does anyone three. else tries to offer us. <laughs> okay, it's just us. <laughs> oh uh, shit! <laughs> I got my axe. <laughs> he goes to room F seven, which you guys know is uh, Oscar's room. Oscar Griffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knocks on the door, and there is no answer because Oscar's back there. He knocks again. Uh, Monsieur Jean-Louis, I have your, your wine. And he looks at you and he sort of goes, I do not know what has happened. Why is he? I, I'm trying to figure out the, the, the same thing. Um, and I, I said, I said, okay, what, what year is it? Do it, do uh you just asked. <laughs> yeah. He says, this year? What do you mean? What year it is? Uh, what what, mean, what, what year, year is it? <laughs> it is 1928, monsieur. I sent any check. <laughs> yeah, that's a fail. That's a... That's mean, a that was an George is not faced by this guy. That's when you sort of notice that his costume, his... It's definitely an older style of outfit. Mm, like a dated uniform. Yeah, it's, um, a dated, it's an older dated now, uniform. Now, if I, I do is apologize. He solid? Well, what are you going to do? 
touch him? Yeah, I'm going to like tap him on the shoulder. He's like, Monsieur, is there something I can help you with? Uh, I, yeah, just, you can tell me what the hell's going on. Uh, give, give me one moment. I'm going to open up Oscar's room. Okay. Uh, so you, you open up Oscar's room, and it's Oscar's room. In and fact, he's got. Is he the? Is he the guy with the? Uh, he's the guy. Who keeps yeah, talking. Talk, talk, talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, Star Wars. He's he's actually taped uh, some uh, posters up to oh, his gosh. wall. Oh my heart! I'm gonna look under his bed real fast. Okay. Is there any dates on the posters, like coming out full 2018 or whatever, or like? No, most of them are older ones. But, I mean, uh, if you show a guy from the 1920s a movie poster, right? <laughs> um, George, when you look, there is definitely something written under his bed. Oh shit! Uh, get closer to it. Looks Look like, up. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a leg. I knew that was going to oh, A right leg. Who's connected to Oscar? Uh, nobody. Maybe. Oscar does not have a connecting room. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the other room that's not a connecting room? What's that? So the other guys who were murdered weren't technically in a connected room as we found out. So I'm going to go in the room next to his. No, they, they had a connected room. Oscar's room is a single. It doesn't have a, a door. So. Let's check the rooms on either side. Uh, and I'm just going to... Uh, uh, sir, out in the hallway. Um, there's no answer. And when you look around, there's nobody there. Oh, shit. Is that another sanity check? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I, uh, freak it out. Okay, that one's a fail. Take a point. Uh, I missed that by one point. Do I take damage from that? Just one. Yeah, okay. Uh, You're freaked yeah. out. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Um, I mean, just going room to room to room, just checking everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm right behind him. All right. What you find is uh, the only other thing that you find is under. Um, uh, sorry. Under Gary's. Uh, you find. Where is it? Hold on. Uh, you find that there is a mark under Enzo's bed. Is it a left leg? It's a left leg. And you find under Faustino's bed, which you have to pull out all of his luggage to find it, but there is what looks like a torso. Is a torso with a head? No. I said, there's a, we, we can't find the head. And we've checked all the other rooms. Well, and, actually, and the body, the body actually under... you went off after the thing. We have, you, you, 
we haven't. We haven't no, I'm asking. Like, I'm asking. I'm asking Tom if we've started any searching yet. Um, no, me and George are doing it now. Yeah, the three of us are still sitting in the carriage. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump back to you then. Uh, so you've seen the two of them run off, uh, chasing something. You didn't see it. Okay. What do you want to do? Well, uh, I'm not too the sure what's going on, uh, John, uh, Gary, but I'm thinking we're getting a little uncoordinated here. We were halfway through a search and then we went off on a little trail. Do you think we should continue the searching of the rooms? Well, uh, I, I, I guess now would be the best time if everyone's uh, here in the in the salon. If we um, if we can slip out unnoticed, it might be the best time to uh, mm -hmm. go and have a search. So, do we want to go back to where we were and move our way back down through uh, the empty room next to Mark Wilson? Do Mark Wilson, and then work our way down the F carriage. Why don't Why don't you two you two walk out, and I'll leave it like thirty seconds, and uh, um, I'll follow after you, so it doesn't look too suspicious. Okay. John? How does that sound to you, John? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sounds good. Okay. Okay, and we'll just head on down through the carriages and yeah, as, as soon as they go out i'll just nonchalantly just finish my drink and okay put it back down and, and walk out myself and then we'll all meet up in the hall outside the corridor okay okay can i uh can i assume that you all check your own rooms yeah, Karen would need to go to her room. She wants to pick up her bag and a few bits and pieces. Okay. Gary, there's something in your room. Under your bed. It just looks like a circle. Kind of a lopsided circle. Like a lopsided circle? Kind of an egg shape. An egg shape. Can I just... Or, or a head yeah. shape. Possibly. Statistical. Oh, hell. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, do we, Mick? <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we're a little bit of a leg up right now. We found two of them, in fact. Uh, have they encountered, yeah, have they, they've encountered us now, right? What would be really weird is yeah. if we'd have like a third leg. Like, <laughs> so we obviously fill these guys and, and um, Karen with what we just encountered and, and that we found the torso and the two legs. And the um, weird dude. Yeah, the weird um, extra guy I thought he was in another 1928 and had the old-timey uniform on, which is which we say that's why we ran off. Um All right. As you, you guys are all Karen, Karen's going to take a look because this is sort of getting into a very surreal place for her. What are these red marks made of? Is it red chalk dust? Looks like red chalk. Hmm. Um, 
let's let's put you in a, a location. You guys are directly between F and G. Okay, you're kind of there. You're either oh, at, the that, end, the, at the end of F or end of G, but you're right there in the middle. Um, uh, you hear uh, uh, Milton. Um, uh, he's coming your direction. You, you can hear that Renee is probably right behind him. And he's like, I need to get to the bottom of this. If anybody's going to be in charge here, it's going to be me. This is my train. And uh, he, he comes to where you are and he says, so, so what are we finding out? Have we, is, is this guy in here the murderer? Uh, well, he is a murderer, but he's not the murderer, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. He has committed murder, but not one of these. Are you saying that we have two murderers on board this train? I don't know how many murderers we have, but they've mocked something under your bed. They've mocked something under the two beds of the people who died. And Stop right there. What, what, do you, what do you mean? There's a mock under my bed. What, what are you talking about? Someone has drawn a chalk mark under your bed. There's a chalk drawn. We've been going through all the rooms. There's a chalk drawn of a body under your bed. And there was chalk drawing of arms underneath the two people who were killed and their arms are now missing. And we've also found other drawings of body parts under the rooms of several other people. He just, he looks flabbergasted. He immediately just sort of shoves, shoves his way out uh, in between you and starts heading towards his room. And uh, he, uh, he opens up his door and he gets down on his hands and he's just like, what the deuce? He says, am I supposed to be one of these Victims? I, I, I don't know, but the, the two victims missing arms, they had arms, so I assumed if they were going to kill you, you would entirely disappear if I'm, I'm trying to understand their psyche correctly. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's like, you know, I do, I'm a rich man. I do have enemies, but this is, this is ridiculous. I, I don't think it's... I, I don't I don't know what to think, but I, I'm not sure. It just they all seem to be contest winners or people associated with this contest. Right? All the people who's have stuff under their contest. Yes. Speaking okay. And he uh he looks over at Renee and he's like But who? I mean any one of you could be it, right? I mean, you could be it too if we're playing that game. Oh, don't be absurd. Uh, he's like, uh, I'm not going to murder myself. He's like, well, uh, I don't know if you if that's a representation of you assembling all the body parts. I exactly. Don't well, I'll just play in guesswork here. That's what I'm saying. Saying I don't know what we should. You said something about a shirt being outside. Yes, with blood mm -hmm. on it. I'm going to turn to Riley. <laughs> Am I right to understand that it's your shirt? Yes, sir. All right. Answer this question very carefully. Are you the murderer? No, sir. That's exactly what a murderer would say. Precisely. <laughs> I'm you guys feel like that's, that's exactly what a murderer would say as he's holding the axe out in front. <laughs> and I would know. <laughs> Listen. There seems to be some kind of a deception going on here. I don't know what these mocks are, but were they there before the, the two guys were killed? Did anybody notice these mocks earlier? 
Well, would someone, I mean, how often are the beds folded up? How often are the cabins cleaned before we boarded yesterday? They were cleaned while we were all gone. And that's when our shirts w went missing, Riley, right? Yeah. Maybe that's when they appeared. I want to roll a psychology to see if he's, I don't know, if he's trying to die. Go ahead. Just, yeah, 41. I'm just trying to see if he's genuinely, like, if he's, like, talking about, like, oh, did anybody see these? You know, trying to lead us away from. No, he seems genuinely concerned. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tug Gary's arm and kind of nod him back from this conversation. People keep pinching you, Gary. Pinch him. Pinch him. Tug lightly at him. I'm not a, I'm a girl. I tug lightly. <laughs> it's all right. You should have asked her if she had some handcuffs. I'll, I'll, I'll follow her out into the, into the corridor. Um, and one second out there, just said, look, um, you're a nice enough woman, but um, you, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play for the other team. Sweetie, I'm a switch hitter. <laughs> that so, makes no difference to me. I understand. However, I'm suggesting perhaps we go back to your room. I don't like the way this is going. I understand that. That's not what we're doing. We take a photograph of that thing and we erase the chalk mark. Isn't that kind of tampering with evidence though? Yes, it is. But this is a strange world that we seem to be in right now. And that certainly looks like part of a right to me. I don't know what kind of right. I, I I'm a practicing pagan. And it would seem to me that if we eradicate some of this stuff, it will disturb a ritual at the very least. Well, you know, um, that, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, look, maybe, um, yeah, if you, if you, you go in and do it and I'll, I'll, uh, stay in the, the, the corridor and, uh, Okay, we're going to wander down there. I'm going to take a picture of what's going on in the room. I've, I've still got that hammer, by the way. Yep, and I'm actually, you know what? I've got it's a smartphone, it's a Samsung uh, 9. I don't know. I'm going to videotape erasing it. Okay, for the commentary of why. And the phone blows up. And the phone it's Galaxy 9. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't blow up. You have little to no problem whatsoever doing what you what you wanted to do. Okay, you've erased it. Mm -hmm. And let's hope it doesn't come back, Gary. Does anything happen at this point? I don't get a headache or anything. Nope. Okay. Um, don't, don't lose your head over it. Well, maybe it wasn't a head. Maybe someone was just planning to steal my eggs or something. Well, or one testy. Hold it, <laughs> Henry. I mean, uh, John. Um, do a spot hidden. You are missing a testy. <laughs> oh nine. Oh, nine. Do I 
find the missing testicle? No. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, Huber dispelled the tension. Something, no, so. you don't, you don't that's, find it. That, that's that, a lychee. That would be nuts if you found it. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like we're ruining Tom's game. I feel I know, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. We're all 13 again. So, John, as you're. <laughs> As, as you're standing there with the others, um, uh, you happen to be facing in the right direction. Uh, uh, you see Antine. Um, she steps quickly out of her, um, her cabin and she gives one of those looking both directions. And when she sees you, uh, in the in the group, she is like like that. Um, but she uh, she then turns and walks walks towards the salon. I think that's the right direction. Um, okay, so just to did we say everybody was in the salon? So everybody was there except her. No, I think you were halfway down the train between the F car and the G car. Okay. All right. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I'll follow. We'll okay. um, so as soon as she gets to the, uh, the, the dining car, you can see her sort of step into the kitchen area. And uh, she is like, please, please, Mr. Highfield, it has happened again. Uh, look. And she hands you a note, okay? She says, I found this in my, in, my, uh, uh, in my room, on my bed. Uh, dearest Chantel, <clears throat> there is danger all around us, but none from me, I swear it. Meet me at noon in the foregone at the back of the train and all will be revealed. Please come alone and keep this a secret. You must know my heart before it is too late. What? What do I do? It is the. Uh, it is the stalker. I'm sure of it. Same letterhead as last time. It is, and she looks at her watch. My watch is stopped. I do not know what time it is, but it would be soon. Yes. It, we, we already confirmed that, right? There's no working time devices? Uh, yeah, nothing seems to be working. However, you know that you got up at 4 a.m. maybe? And you've been doing this all morning, so mm -hmm. it's probably getting towards, you know, it's probably 11 o'clock or getting towards noon. Just by your internal clocks, you can sort of feel that. Uh, I don't know. Well, so you've already broken the rules because you showed it to me. <laughs> but I'll go with you if you want. I do not know what is. Uh, I do not know what I will do, Monsieur. I, yes, I want to, you to be there, but uh, he says to come alone. You must hide. I think. Well, we just confront him. 
he may not show, he may, he may not appear if I am there with you. Um, can you explain to me how the foregone works then? Because I, I was picturing just like as a, a train car, so like he would just open the door, he would have to open the door to go in. Yeah, or he could get, get he could theoretically walk around to the back of the train and get in that way. He'd have to break the door, the lock open, but unless he has a key. Um, sorry, I'm a little confused. So if, <clears throat> if I offer to go with her, she's saying he might not show up, but how would he know I was with her? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Okay, well, I mean, she's the one in charge. She's the one getting the letters. So I'll, I'll just put it back on her then. What does she, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to confront him? I, uh, that's what I would do. I must confront him. Yes, we. You don't, you don't know who he is, right? Or she. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. So if we, if we confront him or her, we can maybe put a stop to it or put an end to it. One way or the other, monsieur, yes. So the other letter, it wasn't, there's, there's been nothing threatening, has there? That, that I've seen. Well, I mean, what was the other letter? It was uh, kind of an or else. I grow ever impatient and angry that you continue to ignore my pleas of love and affection. One of us must surrender. I will give you one last chance. I do not know what I will do if you reject me. I will contact you soon. The love of your life. He's obviously crazy. I know no one who is the love of my life. He's obviously insane. Well, it, I suggest we confront whoever this is at, at noon. We. Oui. Um, but if you're not willing to risk that, I would understand too. No, I think we should confront him and make him stop once and for all, especially in this horrible situation. You know what, too? We don't even have to, we don't have to go there. We just have to see who goes to the foregone. Oh, but monsieur, then it will all, well, maybe if we do not see him. Perhaps, perhaps that is a wise thing. I, I am in your hands, monsieur. I do not know what to do. Well, you're saying there's a, there's like an internal clock. So is that coming up soon then? Or is this like an hour away? Or is this... Probably within an hour. Within an hour. It's curious too how he would know when it was noon. Yeah. Uh, Karen's muted. Yeah, Karen's mute. Um, Arak, is my phone showing the time? Um, probably on the internal clock, which would tell me nothing, which is fine. It, uh, if it's trying to find a signal to, to correct the time, it doesn't find anything. Yeah. But I mean, most of these phones run on an internal clock when it's out of signal area. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> uh, no. Well, you're not sure how to find it, but maybe, maybe there is a way to figure out on your electronic phone. Just by looking at it. Uh, I didn't think so. Let's just go ahead and say. Let's just go ahead and say. Then you look at it. Yeah, nobody looked at their phone. Uh, it's eleven fifteen. <laughs> of course, you could have just said Aaron's to shit at technology. <laughs> I I, I, I do not the have to do it. Deleted the whole operating. <laughs> How'd you do that, Karen? <laughs> I never thought of electronic phones. Oh well, okay, I'll give it to you. Um. All right. What are the rest of you guys doing? Low key panicking and seriously considering making a venture out into the woods because most of the other directions have proved fruitless. All right. Um. Since you're there with other people, um, let's see. We we've now got uh. Uh. Uh, what's his name? Uh, there he is. Antonio Abella, not really. Uh, Angelo Minotti. He's tied up. And uh, Henry, I mean, uh, I keep calling you Henry. John, you're with uh, Chantil. Uh, and, uh, okay, let's see. Dr. Weiss and uh, Henry is with Antine. Uh, Wanda and Marisa want to stay on board. They're a little freaked out. Uh, so, uh, Oscar and, uh, Oscar wants to go with you and, uh, Lars and Faustino and Renee and Milton are going to stay. Who wants to go walking into the woods? <sighs> I'm, I'm the one who proposed the idea, so I'm going to try to be really brave and go. Okay. Well, it, if 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 you're going, I mean, the the, the more people that, that go with you, the, the the better chance you've got if you do encounter something. I I guess. So, um, against my better judgment. Um, I, I think I'm kind of volunteering. Okay. I think I'm going to regret this. So George and Gary, anybody else going to go with them out into the woods? I think Karen's, she's looking at people a lot. Um, and I think she's sitting quietly and uh, I think I'm going to suggest that at least a couple of us stay on board the train. There is are a lot of people staying. Yeah, Renee, Lars, and Faustine yeah. are staying. Yeah, so I think Karen's going to stay on the train. Okay, Faustino's making a fuss because he's so fat. That's why he arrived last. He the others kept walking, and he had to catch up. What about you, John? Um, there's a murderer on the loose. He's running around with an axe. He's acting crazy. And he wants to go into the woods. You're just gonna let him. <laughs> where it's foggy out. There's no sense of direction. No, I'm out. You should definitely go. <laughs> um, Riley's gonna stay. Okay. 
Gary. It was nice knowing you. Hey, I mean, if you're going to go out, you know, you know what they say, the hunter who chases two rabbits misses both. If, if, you, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly, chase two tigers. The only reason I'm not going is because I can't deal with Oscar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Oscar, uh, do a psychology role. Oscar. Okay. I'll do that. Really great. Nah, I fail. I got a four. Oh, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> so 30, I, was say, I got a four. I got a 40. That's what I got. Okay, 36. I pass. Okay. Look, examining him as he's coming with me. You don't know whether it's kind of a break with reality or not, which is something you might expect from Oscar. But he seems a little overly excited about this whole thing. And you don't know whether he's processing it that this is really happening or that he's in a movie. Now, I, now, 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 son, can you... Uh, before we go out here, what what is it that you think is going on? He says, "I don't know. It's crazy. There's murders. There's uh, it's you know, it's like Orient Express. It's no, it's uh, not like okay. It's let me get one thing. This is not like a damn movie. Okay, this is real life. Our lives are actually in danger. Does that sink into you? Well, yeah, I trust you. No, I need you. I mean, you guys, you guys couldn't be the bad guys. A bad guy. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you should come with us. I think because you you you're not taking this serious. I don't think you're taking this seriously. That you don't real realize the gravity of the situation. And if something goes wrong out there, I need everybody there with the program. Do you understand? And uh, Doctor Vice says, uh, "Yeah, maybe you maybe you should stay here, uh, Oscar." And Oscar's like, but but I, I, I can't just sit around and do nothing. I gotta find out what's going on. This is a real mystery. I hear this this conversation going on and I say, um, hey uh, Oscar, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you you stick around here and um and help Karen keep an eye on the uh on the murderer there. You can be his uh you, you can make sure he doesn't get up to any funny business and, and things like that, and I'll go with these guys. <sighs> Roll up, roll a persuade roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of slap him on the shoulder, and I'm gonna kind of whisper to him. I'm like, you know, that there's been one mystery about these, this red shock. And when, um, you... can I, can I use charm? Sure. Um, and in that case, I pass. I got a 35 out of 40. Okay. And he's like, "How are you doing? <laughs> you charmed him." <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I was like, "Hey." Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of charm him into being like, "Hey, you can be, you can watch the murderer and make sure he doesn't get up." There. Right. Watch the right. You know, no, the thing, the thing I'm thinking is that, like, if if the guy had or or, or the woman or whoever had had drawn uh, the thing under my bed, then if they're gonna kill me, they gotta do it there. So if I go out in the woods, I'm just no one near your bed. Yeah. <laughs> But now, yeah, I'm going to try to just plant that seed of the, it's like, you know, that there's a lot of luggage that probably needs to be checking to try to find that, that red chalk. See if, see if Riley or John are feeling up to, to helping you out with that. If they. All right. Well, I'm coming with you now. I swap places oh, with Oscar. Oh, 
Oh, I got you. Never mind. Aaron, yeah. talk to John and, and, and Karen about that then. Mm. I think Karen needs an assistant, Oscar. You stick by her. You don't let her out of your sight. And Karen's looking at you like somebody's going to have some real achy crutch pain in a minute. I told you, she's stealing testicles. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, George and Gary, you're going. Uh, Riley, you're staying. Henry, you're uh, John, you're staying. Why would you call him Henry? Um, and Karen, you're staying. I'm going right. with them now. I swap. Oh, now you're going. Now, okay, now you're going with them. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's do John and Karen first. You guys are on the train. Um, Oscar decide he's like yeah i don't want to just sit here with mr murderer we've caught him but he said something about red chalk so i'm going to go see if i can find red chalk and karen's going to put his her hand on him say no you just sit down you just don't get wandering around on your own well you can come with me i think you just need to sit down keep an eye on this guy here and I want you to also keep an eye on some of the other people here. Just see who's coming and going. I don't want you on your own. All right. Um, uh, as you are all sitting there, Milton um, suddenly gets a look on his face like of distress and uh he he sort of leaps up from the table and runs towards the kitchen uh and you hear him vomiting into the uh into the sink okay um any of you want to check on him i guess that's a no <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was giving, I was giving John a chance because we got a little time here, so. Yeah, I was getting ready to, to mention that. Um, yeah. I've only got seven, uh, 7.30. we got another half an hour, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really. I knew Milton was sick before, so I don't really. I'm not okay. surprised he got sick again. Okay. Doesn't Karen, you're going to let it go? Uh, well, I mean, you can. Right? He went to the kitchen. He went so right into the kitchen. You heard him throw up. So and... I'm not actually leaving the car or the carriage or anything. I'm just kind of like looking around the doorway. Anyways, he's like, God damn it. He says, I got this shit all over me. And uh, he comes out and you can see that he's like this. And he's like, I need to go to the back of the train and get, get, get new clothes because this is awful. Does anybody want to come with me? Fine. And he just turns around and starts going, going in that direction. And he's, he like grabs, I don't know if, there, if there's something sitting around a crowbar or a, an ax or something, but, uh, 
he grabs whatever he's got and he, you see him walking down there with it like this, you know, like he's ready to whack anything that, that comes at him and he goes, um, Riley, George and Gary. Uh, you know, wait, so sorry. Can I interrupt? Uh, just in case the timing here is important. So just as he leaves the cabin, okay. I'll pull Karen aside and I'll tell her the story about, Antine and the meeting the person and seeing that he just stormed off and it's probably getting closer and closer to noon. I'm going to ask her, do you think that's where he's headed just to meet her? Perhaps let's, let's go as he asked and follow him. He said he wanted somebody to go with him. Um, is where is she at? Is she with us or did she go back to her room? Antine and Henry did come to uh, the salon yeah, with you. The salon, so she's here. Uh, but she's she does look over at you, John, and sort of motions like she's looking at her watch, which doesn't work. But like, do you think it's time or? Mm -hmm. What time is it, according to us? Oh, okay. We'll say it's uh, eleven forty-five. Mm-hmm. Whisper, go ahead, John, whisper to Chantel, we're going to the, you're going to the foregone. She can follow later. And I will go ahead and start following John and let our John, Mr. Highfield, join up, join up with me. Okay. Now, you haven't, I don't know if any of you actually went into the foregone at any point, did you? Um, the guys right at the beginning go out through the foregun to the back. And no, no, we, we went out through the... No, 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 no. Yeah. we did, but oh, okay. John and Gary went the other way. The foregun is a little bit like a, uh, like a warehouse of, of luggage. There would actually be quite a few places you could hide if that's what you wanted to do. You know, there's trunks and boxes and supplies and stuff like that that are in there. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, so are you guys going to go there first before Chantel and then uh, wait for somebody else or for, for either uh, Milton or somebody? I was, certainly going, I was certainly going to go along and at least sort of like I'm going to the door between the F carriage and the G carriage so I can look down the corridor of the G carriage and see where Milton goes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Um, you definitely see him go down to the end and go into his room. Okay. Okay. And he's storming. He's He's got whatever he grabbed and he's he's looking to each side as he goes, and he goes into his room, and uh, I mean you can't hear anything after that once he goes in okay. there. Uh, when I see John and Chantel start up the corridor, I'm going to walk up to Milton's door and listen at it. Okay. You can hear him cursing, you know, and rustling around in there. Anything particularly clear, or like he's really nah, you motherfucking shirt? No, yeah, well, 
I mean, you can't, it's kind of muffled through the door, but you can tell that he's pissed that his shirt, well, you don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, John, okay, now, so you're right there. You're next to the fork on. Um, John, and you're following, or? Yes, I think so. Okay. Myself and Shanto. All right, so the three of you are coming up to the foregone and what do you do? I'm going to ask Chantal permission to join them. She says, uh, well, she looks at you suspiciously. Of course she does. And she looks, she looks at you, John, like, Maybe this is her. What, um, I'm looking at the map of the car truck. The Milton's is the last room before we get to the Ford, Correct. Right? Correct. And then there's, I'm looking at the map. There's a bathroom right there. Right. There's a little closet, hot water unit, conductor seat. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I just say we go to the foregone and see what happens. Okay. Well, you're literally right in front of the foregone. Yep. Just the door. But we don't know if maybe the person got there an hour early. We, we don't. We have no sense of time either. So he might be there waiting. So I'll open the foregone door and go in first and start looking around. Okay. Uh, the door is not locked. Um, as you step inside, it's it's pretty dark. There aren't windows in the foreground. Um, but we'll say that there is an electric light. You know, Maybe there's a number of them going down the, the hallway. There's lots and lots of luggage. And at the far end, you can see the door, which there's a little window in the door, and you can see that's looking outside into the fog. Mm-hmm. But you don't see anybody in there. I'm actively searching, so like, unless they're hiding in luggage or something like that, I'm I'm like making sure there's no hiding spaces that somebody can jump out and ambushes. Well, there's lots of hiding spaces, but you don't find anybody. Okay, so it's empty. Right. right. And uh, Karen, your phone is telling us that we're still a little bit early. Are we right on time? Or I don't know. Within within a few minutes, yeah, it should be okay. So what did the note actually say? It just said to meet meet him or her here. So why don't we... In the foregone. No no particular part of the foregone. Right, right. Um, so why don't, why don't you and I sort of hide, not hide, but just stand off to the side and let her stand in the middle of the hallway and see who comes through the front door? Okay. It looks like Karen's frozen with fear, terror. <laughs> All right, All well, right. let's go ahead. Let's get do uh, George and Riley and uh, yes. and Gary. Um, <clears throat> so, oh, and who's going with you? Charles, I, I grabbed everything. Doctor. Now, yeah, we, we have the doctor who came with us. Dr. Weiss. And somebody else. Oscar was going to go, but then you, you pushed him away. Dr. Butcher, MD. We've, we're all armed, eh? Because Gary's got the sledgehammer. 
I've got a crowbar. George has got. I, th- the I axe. thought it was more of a claw. Got a knife. Yeah, and Doctor Doctor Vice has his uh, scalpel, which he can slice all of your throats in a matter of seconds. Yeah, I, I like just slice much. every throat in a matter of seconds with my axe. I'd like I to see him try. <laughs> so, all right. So the four of you step off the train, and that strange. Uh, there's no sound. Uh, except for the sound of your boots sort of crunching in the uh, in the underbrush brush. Oh, I'm sorry, in the in the gravel. Um, as you move towards the trees. Oh, yes. I've just thought of something I'd like to do before we leave the train. All right. Um, one of the people who's staying behind on the train. Um, uh, possibly, uh, Mr. Highfield. Um, if if he also has a um, a, 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 a mobile telephone, um, could we um, both start uh, running our um, stopwatch function at the same time? Yeah, good idea. Okay. And um, you know, just give us give us like half an hour, and and if we're not back. Um, well, don't send anyone after us. Just uh, panic. You're not, if you're not back, can I have whatever's in your room? Um, yeah, could you? Could you? Um, there are some magazines. I'd appreciate it if you got rid of those and, and that my mother never found out about them. No problem. Okay. Thanks. All right. So uh, you, you go down the gravel slide embankment. And as you're approaching the trees, they're getting clearer. Um, but there's kind of a surrealism to them. They are uh, very straight, very evenly straight. They don't seem to branch. You look up and you, you can see that it's dark up there, but you don't see any tree, any leaves or, or anything hanging down. There's also no underbrush. There is just gravel. Can can we see any stars? No, nothing. Just just this the fog. But there's gravel even like past the train tracks. Correct. That's the, weird. The gravel is now the you were on a little embankment. When you came down the ground is flattened out. It's flat. But mm. there's no plants, there's no weeds, there's nothing. Uh, you you look closely at one of the tree trunks and you it's definitely wood. Um, it's got bark, but it doesn't seem to it just it's like a column going up into the fog. And it's definitely it's definitely wow. darker above you. I'm gonna take a chip out of it with my axe. This okay. place is really weird. Uh, do a luck roll. I passed with a thirteen. Um, it it chips just like a a wooden tree would. Hey, um, why don't you use that uh that axe of yours and um see how far the gravel goes down? See if you can move the gravel around a bit. That that's a good idea. I'm gonna start poking down, shuffling the gravel. When you do that, the gravel 
it seems to be a layer that's only maybe two inches deep. And underneath that is like hard packed earth. So it's almost as if somebody sprinkled this gravel all nice and even over everything. Now you're still right on the edge of the trees. Is there anything on top of the gravel like leaves? No. Or pine needles or anything like that? I think Nothing. there's a bloody shirt somewhere. And the gravel, when you step on it, makes a crunchy noise, just like you'd expect it to. But when you when you had hit the tree with the axe, it doesn't it doesn't echo. It's it's just a dull thud. Hmm. I'm gonna no, walk into the tree stuff. line. Okay. Um as you walk into the tree line, the trees seem to be uh, still kind of random, but fairly evenly spaced. None of them are closer than five feet. None of them are farther apart than 10 feet. There doesn't seem to be a path. And after you walk, how long are you going to walk? Did you say a half an hour or? Yeah, well, and I'm yeah, just gonna I end. think if we, walk, if we walk for 15 minutes and then. Okay. Yeah, I'm making back. marks on the trees as we go. Okay, yeah. you don't actually walk for 15 minutes, but what happens is, is, oh, what are you making marks on the tree? Are you using your axe? The axe, yeah. Okay. You go in to where you get to the point where you can no longer see the lights from the train. So you're maybe, oh, 75 feet in. And, uh, Everybody do a spot hidden. A 98. I am a little too distracted putting marks in trees. No, but 66. I'm, I've failed. Riley, you, did you say three? Yeah. All right. More of his shirts. Um, Riley, Riley all of a sudden stops dead in his tracks. And he... He, without making a noise, he just points. And just through the fog, just, just where you can barely see that it's there, there's a man standing there. Um, you can see no features. It's just the shape of a man. And it looks like he might be wearing some kind of a uniform. Um, I was going to say there's so much gravel, so it's not. I'm not going to be able to do a creep up on him. So how far away from from about? Him? We'll say about 15 feet, right on the edge of the fog. Um, so I I kind of make eye contact with the other two, and um, I sort of gesture kind of with my eyes and like thing like, should I tackle him? Um, I'm going to move closer. Okay. You I've got take, his back. And, you, you take know. about four steps further, and 
it's definitely a soldier in some sort of military uniform. It looks like a military uniform from a long time ago. Maybe you don't know what country, but it's rather colorful. It's got red and blue, and and there's definitely some gold bric-a-brac, you know, around the shoulders. He has a sword. You can see that hung at his side, and he's facing away from you. He's wearing a little little military hat. And I sort of, sorry, I, I lean over to, to Gary and I sort of whisper, I say, hey, did you say you were a history teacher? That, that looked familiar to you? Um, can I make a history roll? Yeah, go ahead. And my history is 70, so it's a standard pass. Okay. You're thinking maybe French. French, uh, like 1790s. Oh, who did we lose? Did we lose him again? Yeah. Uh, so I'm... Uh, should, should, should we, um, he, 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 looks, he looks like a, 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 a French soldier, but like, like from like years and years ago, like hundreds of years ago, this is probably like the guy's a reenactor or something. Um, and if they I mean, they, they'll have like food and, um, probably like transport. So, um. We should probably talk to this guy. Uh, and he's right there, right? I mean, he said he was like 15 feet away. Now he's like 10 feet because you took a few steps closer. Uh, he- hello? <laughs> uh, monsieur? There's no reaction. Monsieur, écoutez. I pick up a rock and throw it near him. No reaction. However, do a spot hidden. Oh, those. I got a 38. That's passed. Failed with a 75. I think you're looking no. really clear. 86. Okay. I got a 38, which was a pass. Um, Riley, you whisper to the others, he's definitely breathing. Okay, so I can see him. Um, you can see very I, slight movement in the... I, I say to George and Gary and, and the doctor, I say, um, you guys got my back? Uh, I believe I do. Um, I'm, I'm going to walk up to him tentatively with my crowbar at the ready, and I'm going to get up right right behind him and, uh, and tap him on the shoulder. Okay. When you tap him on the shoulder... He has no surprised reaction of any kind. And you guys definitely made noise because of the gravel. Mm. You touch him on the shoulder, and almost mechanically, he starts to turn around. And when he suddenly turns and faces you, and you're looking right into his face, he has no face. Sanity. Do the old, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna do the old sanity roll there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I passed. I passed. I passed. Okay. I passed, but I'm gonna take I, one. I still think one d four. One d four. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. 
It's as if there's just skin. Okay, two. Um, okay. And honestly, I think that's a good spot to end it. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> With that, that sort of thing. Because that leaves you both in a... In oh. a All right. Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Mick Swan, Morgan Llewellyn, Raymond Offord, and Zane Fleming with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a ritual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Uh, I'd also like to thank Cthulhu Bob for sending me a uh, Chaosium's uh, Horror on the Orient Express uh, mug. Really nice. Um, if you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good day. Thank you.